from around the globe. In sold out arenas and humble churches. From out on the streets to your screen. And now, the time and what must be done. On this edition of Farrakhan Speaks. Greetings to you. I am Minister Louis Farrakhan, National Representative of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that great preacher of freedom, justice, and equality, the eternal leader of the nation of Islam, and he is a warner to the United States Government of America and its people, and a warner to the nations of the earth. My dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for tuning in once again to part 13 of this subject matter given to us by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad titled, The Time and What Must Be Done. Last week, we closed our broadcast on the name John. And so many are confused thinking that John the Revelator is a divine prophet or that John the Revelator has something to do with John the Baptist or John the great disciple of Jesus Christ. No, John the Baptist, uh, beautiful, holy, and righteous man. John, the son of Zacharias, a beautiful, holy, and righteous servant of God. John, the disciple of Jesus, was an honorable man and was the only one of the disciples, to my understanding, that was at the cross with Mary the mother of Jesus and Mary Magdalene and others to stand with Jesus in the hour of his crucifixion. John the Revelator is different. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that John the Revelator is Yaqub, the father of this present world and the maker of the Caucasian race of people from the brown germ of the original black man. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, and it's right there in the first chapter of Revelations, John is saying, I, John, I, John, for a testimony for Jesus Christ on the Isle of Patmos for the word of the Lord. Patmos, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, is really the island of Pilan where the Caucasian race was brought into existence. John's testimony was of Jesus Christ. 
because john was on that island looking forward to the time when his people would be made from the black and then the brown and then the yellow and then the final stage of the grafting process uh, white and that uh, people then were permitted to come back into the holy land and within six months as the honorable elijah muhammad has taught us they turned the holy land upside down and so they were gathered and cable towed and everything was taken from them except the language and they were marched 2200 miles into the hills and cave sides of europe where they remained for 2,000 years of their 6,000 years to rule. But John, the revelator, was looking at the coming of Jesus Christ, whose presence in the world would symbolize the end of his civilization and the end of his people. So John said, when this one came, he would say, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. He represents the original people of the earth who have suffered for 6,000 years under the contrary rule of the Caucasian people. Now John on the island of Patmos for the word of the Lord. And what was that word? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, it is let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let us give them power, dominion over the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea and every creeping thing that crawls upon the earth. And that rule, a contrary rule, would be for 6,000 years. John was looking at the end of his world that he would bring in. As you recall in a prior broadcast, we talked from the Holy Quran that Allah is telling the angels, I'm going to place a ruler in the earth. And the angels asked him, what would you place in it? except that that would create mischief and cause the shedding of blood. But Allah answered, I know what you know not. And even though this contrary world has been in existence for 6,000 years, and even though this world and all its evil that all of the inhabitants of the earth have been afflicted by yet at the end of that time it is written that god would come and his presence in the world through this christ figure that is in the islamic tradition as the great mahdi who would come at the end of satan's rule and the jesus the christ would expose satan on the brightness of his coming with the spirit of his mouth 
because out of his mouth would come the truth that would expose Satan so that the man of sin that is written of in the book of Thessalonians would be made known that son of perdition. So my beloved brothers and sisters, remember this scripture. All things work for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We who have suffered, we who have toiled, we who have labored, we who have been oppressed and enslaved, we who have been turned upside down and inside out by the rule of Satan, this is to comfort us in the knowledge that after God's coming, this would be reversed and a good thing, a blessing would come to us. And as Jesus said uh, on his sermon on the mount, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And as we mentioned a few broadcasts ago, when Jesus of 2,000 years ago gave the parable to the Jewish people to whom he was speaking of the wicked husbandmen that the earth was let out into their hands under their rule and God would send prophets into the world to check on the fruit of the work of these husbandmen and then the heir would come into the vineyard and they would slay that heir. But Jesus said to them, the stone that the builders rejected, that same stone would become the headstone of the corner. And he told them that the kingdom would be taken from them and given to a nation that would bring in the fruits thereof. So this is the time of the end of the civilization of the Jews and the Gentiles and the wicked. This is the time of the beginning of a brand new world. And God has answered the prophet's predictions that he would choose a foolish people. He would vex the rulers with a foolish people, but he would take the bottom rail and bring it to the top. He would take the last and make them first, and he would take the tail and make it the head. Surely this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our sight. Now, I would like to start this uh, particular broadcast with a verse from the Holy Quran. In the 45th surah or chapter called the kneeling and the section titled the doom it reads and Allah's is the kingdom of the heavens and the earth and on the day when the hour comes to pass on that day will the followers of falsehood perish and thou wilt see every nation kneeling down. Every nation will be called to its record. This day you are requited for what you did. Now think about this, the hour. 
remember a broadcast many weeks ago we talked about the hour that has 60 minutes and 60 seconds and the hour represents the doom of the wicked so it's titled the doom the section in the holy quran but the part that i want us to consider every nation will be kneeling down kneeling down for what it is the time then of the judgment and every nation will be called to its record and it says this day you are requited for what you did so this is the hour of judgment the hour when every nation will be kneeling down and every nation will be called to its book and so this is that time of judgment but there's also a time too that you and i will be called to our record and the quran tells us that the angels have been recording our deeds and in that day of judgment we will be handed our book and our book if it is handed to us in our right hand that means we have escaped the punishment of the judgment of the wicked and we will not perish with them but if our book is handed to us in our left hand we will say woe is me it did not leave out anything well if it's not leaving out anything in the record of our doings then certainly it is not leaving out anything in the doings of our former slave master and their children the time and what must be done by the time surely man is in loss except those who believe and do good black man and woman of america this is really a call to you and me to repent of the evil that we have learned from our open enemy and the evil that we practice if we don't change we will perish with those who perish and to america and the nations of the earth now it's time for us to review your record kneeling down that means in that day you're in submission in that day you will be beaten in such a way by god and the forces of nature that he will use against you as the bible teaches in that day every knee will bow and every one will be forced to confess that jesus christ is lord it's actually saying that the great mahdi and his messiah and the power that they will exercise over the people and the nations of the earth will force all in opposition to bow down and as pharaoh bowed down when the last plague struck egypt 
so will america bow down in fact her knees are bowing slightly now but i want to recite to you your record the record is clear on the suffering of black and brown and the native americans and oppressed people in this nation but one of the things that the american people are not aware of they are not aware of america's foreign policy did you know that since the inception of this nation there are presidential records that record the doings of every president some of it is secret and some of it is open but everything is recorded when the congress was set up everything that they said and did every law that was made every amendment to the constitution that was drafted all of it is in a record the doings of the supreme court are recorded the doings of each uh, committee that is a part of government and above all each department of government has its own record so today in this broadcast we want to open up the record of the atrocious foreign policies of our government now beloved brothers and sisters foreign policy is something that the american people know very little about when foreign governments come especially after 9/11 middle eastern countries came and donated money and one islamic leader came and donated 10 million dollars to the city of new york but he said in his donation that he hoped that america would change her foreign policy mayor giuliani sent back to him his 10 million dollars but all over the earth wherever i have traveled wherever people dislike america it's not the american people necessarily that the people of the earth are angry with or burdened by it is the foreign policy of the government of the united states so a lot of enemies that america makes they make them for the american people so the american people would like to know why is it that we are hated in the world because america's view of herself is that we are a good nation and by and large if the people knew better most of them would do better but at the top of things you have a satanic demonic mind that is the architect of america's foreign policy this foreign policy has objectives and this foreign policy has national interests 
but the american people don't know necessarily what those interests are and they don't necessarily know what the foreign policy objective of their government is toward the nations and people of the earth now how you treat the ethnic groups the racial groups within america is how you will treat those that come from other nations to be made americans so if our government does not have a good domestic policy toward mexican people how will they have a good policy toward the mexican nation if they don't have a good domestic policy toward cubans or haitians or guatemalans or hondurans or jamaicans or barbadians or africans in america and in the diaspora how could america's policies be good for them if they're not good for those who live within the borders of what is called the united states of america the chinese the koreans all of those from southeast asia even europeans have tasted of the meddling of america in the affairs of their nations so without further delay i would like to read to you a partial list of the united states covert actions abroad to impose or restore favorable political conditions from 1946 to 1983 this list was prepared by tom gervasi of the center for military research and analysis in 1984 and it was compiled using information available in the public domain we will also quote from a 1984 edition of harper's magazine it starts in 1946 in greece now greece as you know is in europe the americans wanted to restore the monarch after the overthrow of the Metaxas government and through the efforts of our government our uh, CIA or those um, clandestine organizations of the country the monarch, the monarch was restored from 1946 to 1955 in West Germany an average of six million dollars annually was sent to support former nazi intelligence network of general reinhard galen and this was considered successful from 1948 to 1968 in italy an average of 30 million dollars annually in payments to political and labor leaders to support anti-communist candidates in Italian elections and that was considered successful 
again in 1949 greece military assistance to anti-communist forces in the greek civil war and from america's vantage point it was successful now we're all in europe in the ukraine to organize and support a ukrainian resistance movement which was unsuccessful in 1949 to 1961 in burma in southeast asia support 12,000 nationalist Chinese group troops in Burma under General Lai Mi as an incursion force into the People's Republic of China, meddling in the internal affairs of others. But this was considered unsuccessful. Back to Europe, Poland, financial and military assistance for Polish freedom and independence movement, unsuccessful. In 1950, in Albania, in Europe, the overthrow of government Enver Hoxha, unsuccessful. In 1951 to 1954, in China, airdrop guerrilla teams into the People's Republic of China, unsuccessful. In 1953, in Iran, the overthrow of Mohammad Mossadegh and his government to install Shah Zahedi cost $10 million, successful. In the Philippines, assassination and propaganda campaign to overcome the Huck resistance and install the government of Ramon Magsaysay, it was successful in Costa Rica to overthrow the government of Jose Figueres, unsuccessful. In South Vietnam, America installed the government of Ngo Dinh Diem. It was successful. In 1954, in West Germany, America arranged the abduction and discreditation of West German intelligence chief Otto John and replaced him with Reinhard Galen and that was successful. In Guatemala, in Central America, America overthrew the government of Jacobo Abenz Guzman and replaced him with Carlos Castilla Armas, successful intervention meddling in the affairs of other nations in china they were trying to assassinate zhou enlai en route to the bandung conference in 1955 and that was unsuccessful in 1956 in hungary in europe financial and military assistance to organize and support a Hungarian resistance movement and a broad propaganda campaign to encourage it. It was unsuccessful. In 1956 in Cuba, they wanted to establish an anti-communist police force, Burro de Represión Actividades Comunistas under the Batista regime and under Batista it was successful. In Syria they wanted to overthrow the Ghazi government 
aborted by the Israeli invasion of Egypt. 1956 and 1957 in Jordan in the Middle East, an average of $750,000 annually in personal payments to King Hussein. According to the United States government, payments ceased when this was disclosed in 1976. In Lebanon, in 1957, Lebanon is in the Middle East. Financial assistance for the election of a pro-American candidate to the Lebanese parliament, it was successful. In 1958, in Indonesia, Southeast Asia, financial and military assistance, including B-26 bombers for rebel forces attempting to overthrow the Sukarno government, but it was unsuccessful, but it didn't stop them from continuing to try. In Cambodia, our government assassinated Prince Norodom Shuhanuk. It was unsuccessful, but they attempted his assassination. In Guatemala, military assistance, including the use again of B-26 bombers for the government of Miguel Idigoras Fuentes to defeat the rebel forces, successful. In Angola, now we're going to Africa, financial and military assistance to the rebel forces of Olden Ruberto. It's inconclusive how that turned out. But in Laos, in Southeast Asia, again, military assistance including 400 United States Special Forces troops to deny the plain of Jaws bad Mekong Basin to the Pathet Lao. Inconclusive. 1961 to 1965, in Laos, an average of $300 million was spent annually to recruit and maintain l'ami clandestine of 35,000 Hmong and Mio tribesmen and 17,000 Thai mercenaries in support of the government of Fumi Nosavan to resist the Pathet Lao. It was successful. In Cuba, from 1961 to 1963, our government attempted to assassinate Fidel Castro, and there were six attempts from 61 to 63. All of them were unsuccessful. In 1961, Cuba, America trained and supported the invasion force of Cuban exiles to overthrow the Castro government and assist their invasion at the Bay of Pigs at a cost of 62 million taxpayer dollars unsuccessful. In Ecuador, in South America, overthrow the government of Jose Velasco Ibarra it was successful in the Congo, precipitate the conditions leading to the assassination of Patrice Lumumba, successful. In the Dominican Republic, 
precipitate conditions leading to the assassination of Rafael Trujillo, successful. In 1961 to 1966, Cuba broad sabotage program, including terrorist attacks. Listen to the language, terrorist attacks on the American side, on coastal targets and bacteriological warfare in order to weaken the Castro government. But that was unsuccessful. In 1962, in Thailand, a brigade of 5,000 United States Marines to resist the threat to Thai government from the Pathet Lao, successful. 1962 to 1964 in British Guyana in South America organized labor strikes and riots to overthrow the government of Chedi Jagan successful in 1962 to 1964 in South America in the government and nation of Brazil America organized campaigns of labor strikes and propaganda to overthrow the government of Hau Gulat. Successful. Dominican Republic to overthrow the government of Juan Bosch in a military coup. Successful. In South Vietnam, precipitate conditions leading to the assassination of Ngo Dinh Diem. Successful. In Ecuador, South America overthrow the government of Carlos Julio Arasamena, successful in El Salvador in Central America, organize Orden and Ancesal, domestic intelligence networks under the direction of General Jose Alberto Medrano and Colonel Nicolas Carranza and provide intelligence support and training in surveillance, interrogation, and assassination techniques. This is all from our government in foreign policy objectives. Let me continue. In Iraq, financial and military assistance for the Freedom Party of Mullah Mustafa al-Barzani in an effort to establish an independent Kurdistan, it was unsuccessful. They wanted to divide uh, Iraq and separate the Kurds from the Sunni and the Shiite. Now think about wanting to separate. And we are asking our government as what must be done by you to separate us into a state or territory of our own because you know you have no future for us but back to your foreign policy. In Chile, $20 million in assistance for Eduardo Frey to defeat Salvador Allende in the Chilean elections. America was successful in Brazil, Guatemala, Uruguay, and the Dominican Republic provide training. What kind of training? In assassination, in interrogation techniques for police and intelligence personnel, inconclusive. In the Congo, in Africa, 
financial and military assistance including b-26 and t-28 aircraft and american and exiled cuban pilots for joseph mobutu and cyril adula and later for moise shombe in katanga province to defeat rebel forces loyal to lumumba america was successful in 1964 to 1967, South Vietnam, Phoenix program to eliminate Viet Cong political infrastructure through more than 20,000 assassinations. Now, I did not write this. This is written by experts who have the files of America's covert actions don't turn away from your television you the american people must listen and look because if you don't you will be deceived into thinking that america's foreign policy objectives are moral are ethical they are anything but that let's continue in north vietnam sabotage and ambush missions under Operation Plan 34A by United States Special Forces and Nung Tribesmen. It's inconclusive. In Laos, under Operation Shining Brass and Prairie Fire Sabotage and Ambush Missions by the United States Special Forces personnel and Nung and Mao Tribesmen under General Bang Pao. Now think about this, America sending our special forces troops in other nations to assassinate, to sabotage, to ambush people and missions. This is meddling, creating mischief and causing the shedding of blood. In Thailand, they recruited 17,000 mercenaries to support Laotian government of Fumi Nosavan resisting the Pathet Lao. Successful. In Peru, America's money, taxpayer dollars, provided training in assassination and interrogation techniques for Peruvian police and intelligence personnel similar to the training given in Uruguay, Brazil, and the Dominican Republic in an effort to defeat the resistance movement. This was unsuccessful. In Indonesia, to organize a campaign of propaganda to overthrow the Sukarno government and precipitate conditions leading to the massacre of more than 500,000 members of Indonesian Communist Party in order to eliminate opposition to the new Suharto government imposed on Indonesia by the United States of America. In 1967, in Bolivia, in South America. Our government assisted that government in the capture of Ernesto Che Guevara, and they were successful. And as you know, 
che guevara was assassinated in bolivia in greece the overthrow of the government of george papandreou and install a military government of colonel george papadopoulos after the abdication of king constantine successful but is it meddling is it interfering in the internal affairs of others what is the purpose of such a foreign policy keep tuning in it'll come on in the next five minutes cambodia under projects daniel boone and salem house sabotage and ambush mission by the united states special forces personnel inconclusive in cambodia a bombing campaign to crush Viet Cong sanctuaries in Cambodia, unsuccessful, unknown by the American people. In Cambodia, overthrow the government of Prince Norodom Sihanouk, successful. In Chile, South America, campaign of assassinations, propaganda, labor strikes, and demonstrations to overthrow the government of Salvador Allende with a cost of 8,400,000 American taxpayer dollars, and this was successful. In Afghanistan, military and financial assistance to the government of Mohammed Duad to resist the rise to power of Noor Mohammed Taraki, unsuccessful. In Portugal, in Europe, the overthrow of the government of General Vasco dos Santos Gonçalves, successful. In Angola, the military assistance to forces of Olden Roberto and Jonas Savimbi to defeat the forces of the popular movement for the liberation of Angola during the Angola Civil War and to prevent the MPLA from forming a new government and America was unsuccessful. In Australia, propaganda and political pressure to force the dissolution of a labor government of Go Whitlam, it was successful. In Jamaica, in the Caribbean, a military coup to overthrow the government of Michael Manley, unsuccessful. In 1984, in Angola, financial and military assistance to the forces of Jonas Savimbi to harass and destabilize Neto and succeeding governments inconclusive. In Iran, install a military government to replace the Shah and resist the growth of Muslim fundamentalism, unsuccessful. In Jamaica, again, in the Caribbean, financial pressure to destabilize the government of Michael Manley and campaign propaganda and demonstrations to defeat his government in elections, and it was successful. We're coming to the end, but this is just not all of the covert operations, just a small amount of them. 
in afghanistan in 1979 military aid to rebel forces of zia nezri zia khan nasri gulbuddin hakmatia said ahmed gailani and conservative mullahs to overthrow the government of hafizullah amin aborted by the soviet intervention and the installation of a new government from 1980 to 1984 in afghanistan continuing military aid to same rebel groups to harass the soviet occupation forces and challenge the legitimacy of the government of babrak kamal i must tell you that this led to the soviet union's ultimate collapse and the rise of osama bin laden and the mujahideen that were financed and given intelligence by the america's cia well let's go on in the seychelles off the coast of africa to destabilize the government of france albert rene successful in grenada a mercenary coup to overthrow the government of prime minister maurice bishop successful in dominica financial support to the freedom party of eugenia charles to defeat oliver serafim in dominican elections successful and because america aided eugenia charles under the reagan administration he could use eugenia charles to open the door for reagan to send his troops into grenada to overthrow the government of maurice bishop and cause his assassination in mauritius financial support for siwusaga ramgulam to bring him to power in the 1982 elections unsuccessful in libya broad campaign of economic pressure propaganda military maneuvers in egypt sudan and the gulf of sidra or cert and organization of libyan liberation front exiles to destabilize the government of muammar gaddafi it was inconclusive in chad in africa military assistance to hissen habre to overthrow the government of gukuni udiki successful in guatemala a military coup to overthrow the government of angel Anibal Guevara successful in Bolivia a military coup to overthrow the government of Celso Torrelia successful in Jordan military assistance to equip and train two Jordanian brigades as an Arab strike force to implement United States policy objectives without Israeli assistance in Suriname in South America overthrew the government of Colonel Desi Buteres three attempts in this period unsuccessful in El Salvador 1.4 million in financial support 
for the presidential election campaign of Jose Napoleon Duarte successful. So my beloved brothers and sisters, this continues. You can see from this that our government has been involved in foreign policy objectives to preserve and protect national interests. Well, let me go immediately to um, national interests. I'd like to start with the words of Mr. Perkins, who admitted that he was a member uh, that he called himself a part of the economic hitman from the book by John Perkins called Hoodwinked, An American Hitman Reveals Why the World Financial Markets Imploded and What We Need to Do to Remake Them. These are quotes from Mr. Perkins. He quotes, I was an economic hitman, part of an elite core of modern-day hired guns who promote the interests of big corporations and certain sectors of the United States government. Although we economic hitmen work in many ways, our most common task is to identify countries with resources our corporations covet. Remember the Ten Commandments of Moses, the last of the ten. Do not covet your neighbor's house, your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's ox, your neighbor's donkey, anything that belongs to your neighbor, do not covet. But here, our government covets or desires the resources from other nations and these economic hitmen are, are sent to identify corporate uh, countries with resources that American corporations covet. Then, he says, we seduce, bribe, and extort their leaders into exploiting their own people, accepting loans the countries can never repay, privatizing their national assets, legalizing the destruction of fragile environments, and finally selling those coveted resources to our corporations at bargain prices. And when the leaders resist, they are overthrown or assassinated by CIA-sponsored jackals. And a jackal is in the wolf or dog family. And these are human beings that, that feed on carrion or feed on dead things or these hitmen feed on weak nations. Again, Mr. Perkins in the confessions of an economic hitman said, my job is to encourage 
world leaders to become part of a vast network that promotes U.S. commercial interests. In the end, those leaders become ensnared in a web of debt that ensures their loyalty. We can draw on them whenever we desire to satisfy our political, economic, or military needs. If an economic hitman is completely successful, the loans are so large that the debtor or the recipient country is forced to default on its payments after a few years. And when this happens, then like the mafia, we demand our pound of flesh. This often includes one or more of the following control over United Nations votes. Two, the installation of military bases or access to precious resources such as oil or the Panama Canal. Of course, the debtor still owes us the money and another country is added to our global empire. I want to close with this serpent that deceived the whole world. And when you see the picture on the screen, the serpent's head is America but its tail is curled around the nations of the earth as you have heard today. So when the great Mahdi, Master Farad Muhammad, came to North America by himself and introduced himself to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he said that the number one enemy that he would destroy is this one, the modern Babylon, that mystery Babylon that has become the habitation of devils. That great Mahdi or the Lord himself, Jesus the Christ, anointed with power to crush the wicked is now curtailing the power of America in the present, in the world, economically and politically. I would like to close uh, this by advising our government, be careful how you are handling North Korea. You have, according to what we are reading, you are provoking them. And they are not backing down from your provocation. And now they are absolutely rising up against you. So that in today's news, I'm hearing that you now want to dial back some of your provocation. Please, America, the time and what must be done, this subject, I will continue in our next broadcast because you have to know what trap you are setting your foot into 
America if you think that North Korea and China will be a touch over. And I know some of your military advisors are advising you to attack China now while she does not have the military power that she's fast uh, developing. Don't do that. That would not be a wise thing for you to do. So I will hold off on more of this until next week, same time, same station. I hope that I did not ill affect you by talking so strongly on our government's foreign policy, but this is something we have to know. We have to understand. So you tell your friends, tell your neighbors to tune in to this broadcast next week and to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube and Instagram network. Get busy and let the world know the truth is marching. The truth will win. We're casting it at falsehood till we knock out its brains. Thank you for listening. May Allah bless you as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Brothers and sisters, please log on again next week and every week this year for the time and what must be done. Tell your friends, tell your family. Log on to NOI.org every Saturday, 6 p.m. Central Time for truth, guidance, and unequaled love from the National Representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Pass on the word every Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Time at NOI.org. The time and what must be done. Remember, to have Minister Farrakhan answer your questions, tweet them to at Louis Farrakhan, hashtag Ask Farrakhan. And to add this message to your library or as a gift for someone you love, Go to store.finalcall.com.